Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Ah, it's good. For those of you who are new with us, we really welcome you, and you're in for a special treat as well. Um, this morning, we have had, all, well, actually all weekend, we've had a, a Sozo conference going on here. And for those of you who don't know, yay. <laughs> yay. That's awesome. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Sozo is, it's like a very unique inner healing ministry, reconnects you with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, how many know in lives you, you just need like a little tune-up from time to time, right? It's like, you know, I've been saved for over 30 years, and you can get a little hang-up in life, and it's like, you know, I've got to adjust that in my own life, in my own heart. Sometimes our hearts need adjustments, like a tune-up. I used to work for a company that we sold calibration services to pharmaceutical companies, and equipment just needs to be calibrated. It needs to be recalibrated and tuned up sometimes, and so does our heart. So that's really what Sozo is about, is kind of bringing you into an encounter with God. I won't share anymore because they can speak to it much better than I can. Um, but I just want to welcome... For those of you who don't know, we've had Neil and Bob and Lisa and Lori Westwood. If you guys would just stand up, I just want, just so you know who they all are. Yay. Dean. What did I say? Neil. I'm sorry. Dean. I, I knew it. I, <laughs> Dean and Neil, you know. That's it. Yeah, that's, thank you. 75% there, you know. I'm all about statistics, so... Oh, we're family, you know, it's like extended family. So, uh, but I just really want to welcome you guys, and we've had, uh, they have been pouring out big time since they got in here Thursday night. There's been Sozo sessions going on Friday, all day Saturday, they've poured out a lot. Um, There's a lot of training going on up here Saturday, Friday night, children Sozo, learning how to take children, you know, help them encounter God in that way, and then also for adults. So there's been a lot going on, and uh, Lori Westwood is going to be speaking, sharing this morning from her heart, and Lori is like kind of what the East Coast Director of Sozo, right, essentially? I mean, I call her the East Coast Director, but I know it's like four states. Yeah, don't put it out on... <laughs> Congrats, you've been promoted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, she's in charge of like four different states of Sozo ministry that happens, and um, so, but I just want to, before I even get into it, if you were here in any way and helped with the conference, Karen has run this with Carol Royal. They've been hosting people. There's been meals that have been made. Can you just stand up if you've had any part in hosting and helping on Saturday, Friday? <laughs> Heidi. Yep. Cheryl. Joyce. It takes a big effort to host something, and we want people coming in to feel welcome. So, uh, so thank you all so much, and Karen, for pulling this together. Karen had actually suggested to me, why don't we do a Sozo conference? I said, in August? Like, do you think anybody will come? Is everyone going to be on vacation? But we both prayed about it. We felt like, you know what, let's do it. Let's go for it. And the registrations were just coming in. I mean, it just was a really, really, um, there's just a need for this in this region. So... Uh, so it's been awesome. So give a nice warm welcome to Lori Westwood as she comes here. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, 
I first want to bring um, Pastor Bob Hayes up. He says he has something he wants to share with you all, so I want to make sure. up here, don't they? I know. They made me come up here. <laughs> Yay. Um, I just wanted, uh, the Lord gave me a word for this church, and I gave it Friday night, and um, that was for all the people that attended so-so, but it was a word for the church, and so I wanted, y'all are the church, so I wanted to give it to y'all too, and that was foundations. The Lord said foundations, and he said that this church has built a good foundation, and out of that foundation, things spring out. Now, that's all good, but, you know, people don't see a foundation. How many times you go up and and you're looking at a house or you're looking at a building and say, boy, that's a beautiful building, beautiful house. Do you ever hear anybody says, wow, that foundation must have been great. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things that, that we just don't think of. People... The people before y'all have, have poured their lives into things, in, into ministries here. And sometimes they didn't get, a, get to see a lot of fruit, but they were obedient. They were obedient and just all the time just kept going and going and going and not giving up. And, and then somebody else took over. And sometimes somebody else will come in and it'll just blossom. And, and they get a lot of, uh, you know, everybody says, wow, they did just a great job with that. You're doing such a great job with that. But it was the foundation, the foundation that was laid. And so that's so important. And the ones that come up and it does produce a lot of fruit and they do get a lot of act accolations at towards the end of their time they now become a foundation too and somebody else comes in and gets they get to take off where they end they don't have to go all the way back and start at the beginning we we step into where the other person is we kind of you know at our church we kind of say we step on our shoulders on the other we, we take our kids and we put them on our shoulders and they go from there so I just want to, the word was that you've laid a good foundation here. And so there's a lot of fruit that's coming. And, and there's going to, you know, I, I said it, I declared it uh, on Friday night, that in, in the near future, people are going to look back and say this weekend, this happened this weekend. And, and so you're going to hear that. Okay? Amen. Amen. Lisa? That was a good word. Thank you, Pastor Bob. And Lisa Westbrook also has something she wants to share. Hey, guys. Um, your, wor- your worship messed me up, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Woo! Um, I was telling Laurie, um, I haven't felt that way during worship like since the first time I walked into House of Praise. I mean, it was like this overwhelming sense of, you know, being totally in the Lord's presence, and it was just rocking. So you guys have got it going on. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Man, that was amazing. But what I wanted to share with you is on last night after the training, we broke out into groups and were practicing the tools. So we were doing like a follow-up training and everybody got a chance to practice tools on each other. 
And um, I had just come out from doing Sozo, so I was a little tired, but I jumped into one of the groups so that they, you know, I could be used as a demo and that kind of thing and help out. And we were sitting there with my group, and I first want to honor everybody in my group and in all the other groups, because after being in a training all day and then um, having to practice the tools on one another, that can be a little scary. And, you know, but you guys did a really amazing job. Like, looking around at all the groups and how engaged they were was just awesome to see. But so I'm sitting in my group, and, you know, the people in, in, around my group, we were practicing a tool, and I got to be the one to get sozoed. And um, I, it's kind of brave when you're sozoing someone who's been in the ministry a while, you know, and you're a new. So the, it, the tool was the wall, and uh, Jesus brings to mind something for me, and he shows me, or he shows me that there is a wall, and I'm like, huh, really? Well, oh, imagine that. Well, <laughs> well I've, I just got to honor my group. Wow, they were listening, they heard, they knew what to do, and I just want to say, this was something that had been bothering me for a long time. That wall came down, people. And it was your church, your people. So I got to say, you guys are brave. You guys, like the first night, the first night after a training, you people are stepping out and doing it. So I just want to honor you guys. Man, you're not afraid. You're like plowing ground. You're going places. You're like impacting. Like this is awesome. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so cool. That's the word I've seen since I've gotten here is that word brave. And I just keep hearing myself say it over and over again. Wow, you're brave. You're brave. And that's not that's not my normal language. So there's something happening here that I haven't seen in other places and it has to do with bravery. And you know, bravery doesn't come because you choose to be brave. Bravery comes because people before you have made the right choices before you, and you've watched it happen over and over and over again, so you brought in this, this, this life of seeing things actually work. You know, there's like a, there's a, a testimony of, of God coming through, God showing up, which makes you brave. Yeah. It's not something you conjure up, you know, I'm gonna be brave. No, it's just, wow, I was really brave right there, you know, that, I did that, you know, and it's not something that we do on our own, so it just, I give uh, you guys a lot of, <sighs> so, greetings from Pastor Robert Muncy in uh, Greenwood, Delaware, he's like, tell them I said hello, he was so sad, he wanted to be here, and he was like, <laughs> I'm like, well, there's nothing stopping you. And he said, well, I've got this going on. I said, yeah, but there's still nothing stopping you. But anyway, he, he really has a lot going on, and he, but he wanted to be here. There's, there's like, we've declared that there's only four hours difference between here and House of Praise. So I want you guys to stand with me on that because I want to get home by 7, right? Come on. There's an extra highway that God's going to make, and I'm going to jump on it, and we're going to get home in a good amount of time. So, you know, why not? I mean, 
this weekend, I have seen so many breakthroughs and so many miracles. It's just been amazing. So I, I, my faith has just really risen. Um, Karen, she pushed me over another threshold um, this weekend. I've never done a follow-up training uh, following a basic training. That's always something that people call me back to do. Like, I'll do a basic, and then, you know, Six months, year later, I'll come back and do a follow-up training. I've never done one, you know, directly after. And Karen's like, why not? I'm like, I don't know why not. Don't have a good answer. <laughs> so, so, you know, my answer was, well, let's give it a try. If you're willing, I'm willing. So we gave it a try. And I just, I stood in awe last night as these people, you know, who are just learning the tools, willingly got in groups of people. I made them get in groups of people they didn't know because I said, welcome to my world, you know. I sit in a room and minister to people I don't know all the time. And they just relied on Holy Spirit. And they're all through the room. You can hear the tears. You can hear the breakthroughs. You can hear the laughter. It was just beautiful. And, you know, everybody's in the same room. So, you know, we have this idea that it has to be quiet. It has to be just so. I have to have an hour and a half. I have to have this. I have to have been doing it. And God's like, no. Actually not. How about I just do it right now? How about if I do it in five minutes? I was giving them five or ten minutes to work through a tool, and they were doing it. Even interrupting them with the idea, you got two minutes. I was being very rude. And God still showed up, and he was still doing breakthroughs. So it's just amazing to me how important it is to him. That's what I lean into. I lean into the idea that it's important to him to connect with us. And if I lean into that, I can't lose. Because I'm riding on his wave. I'm riding on his desire to connect with his children. I don't have to, even on my bad days, he still is desiring me. He's still wanting to connect with me. And so I ride on that, I sink into that. So greetings from Delaware. I've already introduced the team. Thank you, team. Thank you, Dean and Bob and Lisa for coming with me. Oh, it's always so good. And thank you to this church. This is our third time back. <sighs> you know, you always hope you get invited back. <laughs> there, have, there have been times uh, that there's been one visit, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, our eldership said no. Okay, it's fine, you know. But I'm so happy to be back. It feels good to be back. All right. I do have a message that I think is specifically for you this morning. And um, so you all ready? You ready? You look good, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of bright. All right, I'm going to pray. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for... Thank you for what you want. <laughs> Thank you, Papa, for what you want. Thank you for what you've already done, not just this morning, but this week, not just this weekend, but what you've been doing in this house for years and years. And then beyond that, in the hearts of the generations that were before us, you just have been working so long and so hard that foundation is sure, and it brings us up to a place where we can stand and we can see 
I like that higher place that Pastor Ralph was talking about, and I receive that. I thank you, Papa, that it's you that does that. That's you that does that. And so we just, we just sink into that. We just love that about you. <laughs> we love that about you. And so I'm just going to rest on that, Papa. <laughs> I'm just going to rest on what you've already done. And we're going to go from there. So thank you. Thank you. I just receive some of the bravery that's in this house. I receive it for myself <laughs> this morning as I stand here and give a word. Thank you, Papa. I just receive that. Thank you, Papa. Amen. <laughs> your, your church is like ours. By the time the word, it's time to preach the word, you're like, man, it's, everything's already done. What, what am I doing up here? It's like God is already, it's like, okay, but we'll do it anyway, right? Okay, all right. So um, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride this past year. Um, God's been inviting, get, I've had invitations to go different places and speak, and about three months ago, before I started going and doing that, I'm just talking with God, and I'm like, what the heck? You know, these people aren't asking me to talk about Sozo. <laughs> what, what else have I got? And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I get that, but you're going to have to rise it to the top because I don't, I don't have any idea, you know, what it is that, you know, these people want to pull on. What, what is it that I have? that, you know, that you've given me that they're pulling on. And he basically told me, you have a faith, you know, that, that reaches beyond understanding. Uh, one of the things I love to tell people is, you know, they'll come to me and they'll have this list of grievances about either their finances or their family or whatever it is, you know, that people are always coming, you know, and talking to me about these things. And and I, I just automatically get excited because I just know that there's no lack in the kingdom. Right. And I'll just say to that to him, I'll say, well, you know, there's no lack in the kingdom. <laughs> Almost to the point where they would be like, what, whatever. You know, it was, just, it was annoying. Like, I could say it, and they're like, okay, but that doesn't make any sense to me. I still don't have the money for the mortgage. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I, I get it. I understand it, and, but I, and I want to give it away, so I need help to unpack it. You know, it's, I, something that you receive as a gift is wonderful for you, but it's not really finished. It's not really a complete until you can give it away, until you can impart it to somebody. And so I've been carrying this for years, and then this year he's asked me to start imparting it to people. So he started to unpack it for me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, you're going to have to explain it, Lord, so that I can explain it. I was talking yesterday about, um, we were just talking in the SOZO training, and I just said, oh, you know, I just love Welton Academy. You know, I just love it because Welton Academy came along and gave me the, the backup to what God had been telling me for years, what I knew about him to be true, and, but I didn't have the, the scriptures, I didn't have the teaching to go along with it. And that, I think that's what happens a lot of time, especially in Sozo. You know, God is teaching us, he's showing us things, he's imparting things to us. And then that's great for us, but then we have to learn how to 
how to give it away. And that's, you know, that's what um, the Weltons have done for me, and, I just, and that's what God has done with this teaching. So he gave it to me, and now he's unpacked it, and we'll, we'll see if it meets standards. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how I do. Okay, so I did? All right, good. All right. So Romans 8.32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. All. Will he not also, along with him, graciously give all things? So the word that popped to the top there for me was graciously. So when I think about graciously giving something, I think about, you know, when I cook a meal. You know, I cook this meal, and the worst thing for that meal is to just sit there and nobody eat it. You know, I graciously want people to come in and make it disappear. That's what I want to happen. And so when I think about this, I'm like, he's, he's not only made it available for us, but it makes him happy to see it disappear. It makes him happy for us to receive it. He's graciously given us not just a meal, but all things. All things. I love those, you know, we're, we're taught not to use the words all the time, you know, and everything. But God is not afraid to use those words. <laughs> because he can back it up. You know, he totally can do it. And so he, he just throws them around all the time, everybody, you know. And so I just love that about him. But how do we get there? You know, there's, there's, there's the truth, but we're still experiencing lack in our lives. You know, there's still, there's still the, the, the idea, you know, when we go to, you know, people come to me all the time, I really want to do this. I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And if the money's there, I'm going to do it. I'm like, whoa. You know, and I stop right there. I'm like, you just said you really wanted to do it. Do you think that you did that? That want, you think that you put that want there? You didn't do that. Now, what we want is to be home on the couch with the, with the, with the bag of cheese puffs and the remote control. That's what, you know, if you were going to lean in on your own, right? Come on now. Don't make me get in the car and drive anywhere. I'll just stay right here. But that desire to get, you know, to to get up and go somewhere where I don't know what's there and I, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, and I don't know what they're going to expect of me and I don't, all these unknowns, that's not you. That's God in you. He's placed that in you. He's, he's made you want these things because he's got stuff that he needs you to do. You know, my dreams are to travel and do these things. I'm like, yeah, that's not a dream. That's an assignment. That's an assignment. And so, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where I, where, where am I? What happened? What was that? <laughs> but <laughs> the idea of lack. And so we, we have the dreams, we have the assignments, but then we still experience lack. So I was asking God about that because even in my own life, I feel like I choose lack. I choose to sit there and I'm like, what happens? You know, what happens to me? And he said, there is no lack in the kingdom. 
but sometimes we choose to be in our own kingdom. Like instead of the kingdom, I choose to be in meedom. I choose to be in Laurie's kingdom. Now, in Laurie's kingdom, I'm wearing the crown. <laughs> I'm in charge. I got to make sure everything's in its place. I got to make sure, you know, I've got enough, you know, for this and I got enough for that. I got to, not only that, I got to make sure everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do. I've got to make sure they all know who I am. This is who I am. I got to make a name for myself. I got to provide for myself and everybody in my kingdom. I got to protect everybody in my kingdom. Yeah. I got I got to make sure I got to make sure that everybody knows that I'm a good friend. Darn it. I'm going to learn your name if it kills me. <laughs> and I'm going to remember it. You know, those types of things. It's, I got to do that. I got, you know, people are, you know, depending on me for, you know, to be their friend and to, to feel like they, they, uh, they're important. You know, I got to acknowledge them. Not only that, but now I also have to be aware of when somebody's hurting. And I, got, and I have to, you know, meet those needs. I have to talk with them. I have to make the phone calls. I have, to, I have to know the love languages. I have to make sure, oh, this person needs a hug, and this person. And I'm telling you what, if you want somebody to run your kingdom, I'm probably a pretty good candidate. I could do a pretty good job. I mean, I'm God, I feel like I got eyes everywhere, and I'm like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm doing this, God, I'm doing this. But what happens in my kingdom? I run out. I, I, I got to guard my love. I got to make sure I don't throw my love out because if I throw it out and you waste it or you trample on it, I might not have love for you next time. Nope. No love for you. I'm all done with you. I'm going to move over here. I got some love for you, but I don't have any love for you. I'm going to run out of love. I'm going to run out of time. Oh, my goodness. Who wishes they had more time? In my kingdom, when I say I've got an hour to get there, I got 45 minutes. When I say it's going to take me an hour, it's going to take me two. I don't know how that happens. The church is 10 minutes away from my house. Why is it when I, why can't I get there early? You know, it's just frustrating to me. But in my time, that's the way it works. In my kingdom, a dollar is a dollar. If I'm saving for a certain thing, then that's it, you know. And, and you know, that refrigerator, it's made to last two years. It's going to last maybe a year and a half. You know, it's going to break down. And just all these things happen in my kingdom because I'm in this world, and I have to take care of it. That's, that's where there is lack. In the kingdom, in God's kingdom, where he's wearing the crown, there is no lack. He's, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is his and everything in it. You think that money in that checking account is yours? 
I mean, you're managing it. You're taking, he's trusting you with it. And you are, you know, but the earth, it says, the earth is his and everything in it. In, in my kingdom, one of the biggest things that messes me up is I have to be the judge. I have to figure out what is right and what is wrong. I have to figure out, I have to figure out who deserves love, who doesn't deserve love, who's used up enough of my time. I have to, all that is going to happen. Now, what I don't want you to misunderstand is that things that I have to do in my kingdom, I'm still going to do those same things in his, but over here, he owns the farm. Over there, if my combine breaks down, <laughs> my broken down, outdated, without air conditioning combine breaks down, <laughs> I've got to figure out how to get another one. Over here, if he owns the farm, the combine breaks down, it, he's going to worry about that. And I get to work for him and give my all and do the best I can. I'm still doing the same work, right? Yeah. I'm still working on the farm. Yeah. But I'm now he owns the farm. Amen. I'm in his kingdom. Yeah. So over here, I'm the judge. And over here, I get justice. Oh. <laughs> Who needs justice? Come on. Come on. I don't even know where I am. Okay. So in my kingdom, I have to protect. In his, I get to be protected. In my kingdom, I have to provide. And in his, I get provision. In my kingdom, I have to constant remind, constantly remind everybody who I am. I have to prove to you and let you know this is who I am, this is what I do, this is my credentials. And not only that, then I have to keep that up. <laughs> okay, this is who I am. Now I've got to make sure I stay there. And over in his kingdom, I just get to be his son. He calls me a son. And it's not according to what I do or what I haven't done. Right. I don't have to keep that up. He already did that. There's nothing I can do to change that. It's said and done. In Medum, in my kingdom, there's fear, there's anxiousness, there's bitterness, anger, limits, pain, regret. <laughs> Regret. Let's talk about that for a minute. Ah, regret. Okay, so over here, I have to, rem this is one of my, this is one of my things. There's so much happening, so many good things happening, so many people that I meet, so wonderful, so many wonderful people that I get to talk to and get to hug and I take them all the way in. But in my kingdom, I have to remember that. I have to take pictures of that. I have to catalog that. I have to put it on Facebook so I, don't, so I have it forever. I have to do all these things to make sure 
that it gets cataloged, it gets taken care of. It's my job to do that. And sometimes, sometimes I think that I can't remember things because I have to remember it all. It's too much for me. It used to be, you know, we took the pictures with the regular camera and we put them in the album. Now we have millions of pictures on our phone. I'm going to take pictures of this so I can remember it. This is what happens to me. I'm not judging anybody else. I'm just saying for me. And then I miss the moment because I'm trying to take pictures so I don't miss the moment. And then I miss the moment. I love it when somebody else is taking pictures because I'm, I, I'm going to miss the moment. <laughs> Some people can do both. I'm not one of those people. Not only that, but now I've got thousands of pictures, you know, and okay, I know that happened. It's in here. Let me show it to you. And I'm trying to find it, you know, and it's, I love to take those pictures and just pull out a few and put them in a real album. I just do that. That's what I do for myself and it helps me a lot. But over here, there's that regret that I didn't spend enough time with this person or I can't remember that person's name, or I couldn't be here because I was there. I can't be home right now because I'm here. There's a lot going on in my house right now. But God has me here. And if in my kingdom, if I, if I focus here, then I'm going to have regret because I'm the one that has to take care of all that stuff at home. In my kingdom, if I do it that way, but when I step over into his kingdom, I can be here and I can know that God has things in place and that each person in my household has their own portion from God that has nothing to do with me. And every day he's going after them and every day he's, he's pursuing them and pouring out over them a new portion that has nothing to do with me. Their portions do not come through me. Right. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for that. Over here, I, I get, I'm the judge, and not only that, but I, you get to judge me. And I'm looking at your judgments. I'm the person who puts the picture on Facebook, and I'm looking at how many likes I got. Oh, that one wasn't very good. I guess I'll take that one off. <laughs> I'm like that person, you know. I'm letting you judge me and say, oh, that was a valid point. Or I'll put a post on, you know, that, that I think is a really great thing that I said. And, you know, nobody says anything. Well, maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't understand. Let me edit that. And I edit it and I look again. Still nothing. Okay, just take it off altogether. You know, I'm allowing, you know, I'm taking something that God has given me and I've said, okay, that's not valid until somebody says it is. <sighs> that's so bad. So I had to back up, personally, I had to back up from Facebook. I think kids brought up in Facebook do better. I think it's us, this generation, us, that doesn't do so well because we've been it's, we've been put into it, like, just now. <laughs> it's like, we don't know what to do. You know, we don't know, we don't know how to be disconnected from it. That doesn't mean anything. What do you mean it doesn't mean anything? You said, they don't like me. <laughs> you 
course it means something. And kids today are like, it means nothing. And they're right, it means nothing. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's, it's a little bit tougher. So over here, you may judge me, but you don't get to be my judge. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. In my kingdom, I have to hold on to my position. And in his, I just get to be free and then promote other people in their position. Because over here, I'm a son. And that's my position. And I don't have to hold on to that. And I can promote you and yours. In fact, I can receive everything that you have and, and be elevated with you. It's almost impossible for somebody in a family to be promoted and not the whole family be recognized. Once that name, think about Elvis Presley. That name Presley is recognized. So what he was promoted to, that whole family was recognized for. So if we can rest in that, you know, when somebody in the kingdom gets recognized, that we all get recognized, we are all made in the image of the same God. What? Okay. <laughs> okay, so all that sounded really good. I was like, you know, I was talking to God, and he's talking about one of these guys. Um, actually, somebody on a training said to me, I'm going to just take this back a minute because this is a really cute point. He said, you know, we all use the iPhone and we take the pictures and we put them in the cloud. He said, but you know, the world mimics the spiritual. We have an iPhone and we have a cloud. And we experience it in Sozo all the time. We'll be doing a session and the Holy Spirit will pull something out of the filing cabinet that we experienced, you know, whatever, long ago in ministry to use as a tool in a Sozo session that, that we didn't even, you know, something we learned and how to do it from 15, 20 years ago. Holy Spirit pulls it out of the cloud and says, hey, try this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. And you try it, and then he takes it and he sticks it back in the file cabinet or in the cloud. And you don't see it again for another 10 years or whatever. But Holy Spirit is our cloud. You don't have to hold everything in your head. Brain, just say brain. brain. You don't have to hold everything. <laughs> Holy Spirit is doing that for you. He has not missed one thing. He has not forgotten one thing. <laughs> I, one time I was like, real, I, was in, I was in regret. <laughs> I, have, I'm, I have tremendous FOMO. You know, Hannah, my daughter, we talk about that all the time. Fear of missing out. Fear of, you know. And so I was over here in the regret mode, and, I was, and somebody had passed away. One of our team members had passed away. And my regret was is that I didn't, I didn't get to enough pictures with him. You know, that we had so many good times. There were so many exciting things that he was on our Sozo team, Father Nate. And there were so many exciting things happened, and I didn't have pictures. And Holy Spirit's like, that's okay. I got all the pictures. And I'm keeping all the albums. And you're going to get to look at them. 
They're all being filed and cataloged. Everyone is important. All of, you know, when he says we're gonna re, he's going to recall all that, we get to sit and recall all of that with him. It's not going to be faded and water damaged. It's going to be on this great big, you know, wonderful pixel screen, and we're going to be able to see, and it's going to be, and everybody in the room is going to go, oh, I remember that. That was so awesome. You know, and you're just going to, and that just gave me so much peace. And he said that about people, too. And I was regretting the fact that people come into my life, and I get to, I mean, we get to do life together, and it's so wonderful, it's so beautiful. And then things change, and all of a sudden, you know, they're over here, and, and it's wonderful that they're doing things, and you're doing something different, but they're not in your life anymore. And I was having all this regret. I was like, oh, I just miss them so much, and it's just so horrible. You know, you had this wonderful connection. He says, you still have that connection. On, you know, he's, he said the people that we're connected with, the ones that we've opened our hearts to, the ones that you've, when we, when we get not just in this, we're all going to be working together again. We're going to continue working together. It's not done here. And so when Father Nate passed away, I was, you know, I actually said that. I'm just, I'm excited to work with him again. And I'm going to. You know, it's like, it just keeps going. I'm not done. I'm not done. And so I just, I literally stood in front of the church and just wept in joy and release. It just released me from this, this regret and I was able to receive the truth that it's okay. It's not that it's okay, it's gone. No, it's okay, it's not gone. <laughs> People don't cease to exist, right? That's, that's our hope. That's our glory, that we don't cease. We go on. We keep, it keeps going. You think you're, you you're going to keep going and you're going to sit on your own little cloud and not see anybody? No, you're going to get to see and interact and be and, uh, and work from. It's all an adding to. It's all an adding to, right? Okay, so that's, that was that, the iCloud, the iPhone, the cloud. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, so I asked him, I said, this is all I told, you know, I'm always having this conversation with God, you know, we talk back and forth, and I'm like, okay, that's really great, I love that, and he gave me all these notes. I said, but what, how do we actually make that happen? Sometimes knowledge is enough power, but I don't, in, in this instance, I'm like, I don't think knowledge is enough, I need a little bit more. And so I asked him, I said, where is success in this? And so he took me to Matthew 22 and 23, and we all know the scripture, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, then your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if that light inside you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, I've used this scripture over and over again in other teachings, and I love it. And I'm like, Lord, why again? I'm like, Ugh, I don't, and so he's like, <laughs> so then he, he, you know, he plucked out a word, and the word was clear. He said, if your eye is clear, your whole body be full of light. Well, he's saying that's what we want. We want our eyes to be clear. So, okay, what does that mean? What does it mean to be clear? So I looked it up, and it was single. If your eye is single. Over here, I am not single. I am 
orchestrating, filing, taking pictures, making, protecting, I'm, provi I'm doing all, and it's all my job. I have to take care, I have to make sure it happens. And as good as it looks on the outside, when the, when the manure hits the fan, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit, <laughs> for another word. Um, <laughs> when that happens, it, all this falls apart. And everything that I, all the theology that I've, put together everything that I've said, if I do, if I do, God will, if I do, God will, if I do, God will. All that, when that thing, I had something happen with my daughter, Angie, just about a couple months ago. And I tell you what, when that happened, I was like, I wasn't where I needed to be. I didn't know all that I needed to know. I should have been there for her. I should have done this. I should have done that. And da, 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 I failed, I failed, I failed. And God's like, okay, where am I? I'm like, oh, you're over there. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to purposely go back over in his kingdom and say, okay, what were you doing, God? What does it look like over here? Over here, my daughter has a future. Over here, she's going to be okay. Over here, she has a new portion every day that has nothing to do with me. And God is going to work it out for her just like he did for me. Just think about that. Think about your own life. Think of how much you shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> you know, there's some of us that have more reasons why we shouldn't be here than others. But the fact that God was able to get me here is, is enough testimony right there. That's all I need. And if he could get me here, my daughter is way more amazing than anything I can have ever imagine that I would be. And he is definitely going to be able to get her further even than I have gone. And it doesn't depend on me. There's one thing that does depend on me, and it's that I stay here. I stay here. Because when I'm over here and I'm doing things myself, I can't see over there and I'm driving everybody else crazy. Because God wants to do with them and help them with, without me in the way. <laughs> with little kids, it's different. But with, you know, when your kids to be, get to be adults, my youngest daughter, she's 23 now, Hannah. I don't know, they're adults. They're all big. I have six kids, they're all grown. And I have, I've, done, I've done a great job. I mean, they're all gone and doing all right, but the one thing I didn't do correctly was I didn't, I didn't the older ones don't, don't really know that they don't need me. And I, I, I'm now trying to teach them that. I'm like, you don't need me. In fact, you don't want me. My son Dustin, I'm like, you don't want me. I'm what messes you up. <laughs> you know, we, we, we pour our, over here, we pour ourselves out. 
I'm going to pour myself out for my children. I'll pour everything out for my children. I'm sacrifice. I'm going to give all my resources, everything for my children. And what happens is we end up upside down and empty. Now, it's not that God's not still pouring out on us. It's just that it can't get in. Our kids are still getting it. Everybody else is still getting it. But we're empty. Over here, I stay right side up. People are like, how do you do 10 sozos in one day? Well, over here, I'm just, I'm just splish-splashing. I mean, God's filled me up to the top, and I just kind of, I just get people wet as I come through. I'm not really, it's out of my overflow. God's just pouring in, and I get full, and it's just, so it's not work anymore. It's all him. As soon as I start to, you know, pour out, and I'm empty, and then I'm working out on my own strength, I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out. So my eye is clear. Over here, my eye is clear. So my eye is single. I'm still doing all the same things, but I'm doing it for, for God. I'm doing it for the kingdom. I don't have to worry, sweat, the, you know, the small stuff. He's got that all taken care of. All I have to do is keep my eye clear, keep it on him, keep, keep my focus on him. I do everything as unto the Father. Keep my trust, everything on him. Over here, keeping my eye clear is what's going to help. So I ask God, <laughs> you know, like, okay, keep my eye clear. I just basically said, to what? I need specifics, God. I need specifics. He said, to what? I need a job, too. I'm one of those people you know, if, if I'm in a, I'm fine here because I know what I'm doing. I'm teaching. I'm, I'm okay. But if I come to a church like this that I don't, I'm not doing anything and I'm just visiting, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. You're going to find me in the corner with the kids with crayons because I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, right? But, so I need, but, so if I have a job, I do better. <laughs> anyway, so I ask God, what's my job? Okay, if your job is to worry and plan and do all those things, and, you know, I just follow your instruction, it looks like I'm planning. It looks like I'm, you know, but it's, the strategies all come from him. To the rest of the world, it looks the same. You understand? I'm not letting you off the hook. Don't hear that. You're not allowed to sit on the couch with the Cheetos. No. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm just saying... That God owns the farm, and he owns the farm, okay? So don't get, but, so I needed a job. So if my job's not all those things to worry, to, you know, to, yeah, to have regret, to judge, if I'm not supposed to judge, I'm not supposed to figure that all out, then what is my job? And he took me to 1 Corinthians 13. He said, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Love the Lord your God, Matthew 22, 37, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It sounds pretty single, doesn't it? And I said to him, I said, okay, that sounds good. Again, my job is to love. You know, love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, just love. Our job is to love, whatever that looks like, you know, whatever the instructions are. You've got to be careful with that because over here, love looks a little different. <laughs> love looks like I need to do this for you or you won't survive. You need me to do this for you. 
If I, don't, if I don't help you, you won't get it. Over here, my love says you're not trustworthy. I can't trust you to do this for yourself. You're not strong. You're not, you're not brave. You need me to be brave. You don't know. You don't have knowledge. You don't have the Holy Spirit. I have to do all that. That's what love says over here. Love over here says, love means I'm going to do this for you. And you're going to be okay because I'm the king of this kingdom. Yes. <laughs> over here, love looks different. Okay, so I don't want you to get confused with that either. I'm not talking about enabling. <laughs> okay, I have to be clear. I have to clarify because that's my world. But when, when I start to love, I get confused. You know, what does that look like? And I start to think, Lord, I don't feel like I have any love left. Sometimes I don't feel like I have love to give. You know, you can't give what you don't have, right? And so when that happens, you've, you're probably over here in your own kingdom because you do run out of love. People use it up. They misuse it. You know, you have to be careful where you put it. But he says that you only love because he loved you first. Any love that you have, real love, not over there, but real love, you don't have that out of your own. You didn't do that. It's his love. And it doesn't run out. It doesn't get offended. You know, just read in Corinthians about love. It doesn't, it, none of those things happen. So when those things happen to us, it's really not love. Okay, we call it love, but it's not. Because love does not do those things. When it's the love that he's giving you, you don't run out. You don't worry about that. You don't, there's no offense. You can't get mistreated. You know, he, you can't use his love. People ask me all the time, you know, well, I want to do this for this person, and, and you know, I know they're on drugs, and I know, I know this, but I just feel like I want to do that for them. I'm like, you know, no, no good deed, you know, goes unnoticed. And, not, and if you're doing it because God's given you that love to give, it doesn't, it doesn't get wasted. It's never wasted. We think it does because, oh, they, didn't, they, they still went out and did the drug, or they, they, they you know, fell off the wagon, or they, they still lied, or they still didn't do this. They still, oh, I wasted my love. I should have I held that back. That was bad. I, no, if it's God's telling you to do that, then you put it out there, you give it, and then the rest is, that's, you, you're not worried about that. Over here, you have to worry about it. You know, if it's your love, you have to worry about it. But when he moves you to do something for somebody, that's him. That's his love. He says you love because you, because I first love. Love is from God. There's a scripture. That's in there somewhere. Oh, it's 1 John 4, 7. I looked it up. And 1 John 4, 19 says we love because he loved us first loved us. I, he's not asking me to do something that I, that he hasn't, you know, out of lack. Again, he never asks us, to, he never asks us to move out of lack. We do move out of lack, but he never asks us to do that. We, he, he always wants us to, you know, he's like, forgive, forgive, forgive. Well, and so is all the time, people are like, I can't forgive. Well, 
okay, I don't have it. I, I just, it's not in me to forgive that person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, let's get some forgiveness. If you don't have it to give, let's get some. And then I start walking them through receiving forgiveness. If it's a child that I'm walking through, I forgive, I forgive my mom for yelling at me. Or I receive forgiveness. I, free, I receive forgiveness for not cleaning my room and making my mom yell at me. I receive forgiveness for lying about my homework. I receive forgiveness. And I just start filling them up with forgiveness. However long that takes. And I say, okay, now you let me know when you're full up. I think I'm full up. Okay, well, can you want to take a little bit of that and give it to your dad? Oh, yeah, okay, I'll take some of this forgiveness and I'll give it to my dad. He's not asking us to move out of lack. He's not asking us to love without his love. Love is from God. You don't do that on your own. That thing that you're doing on your own, it's not love. Love is from God. I mean, that, that kind of hurts. That thing you're doing on your own is not love. That kind of hurts. That stings, right? You want to you somehow figure out how you can tell me I'm wrong. I do. I want to figure out. You mean all this time, that thing I did, that I got mad about when they, they didn't receive it or they didn't say thank you or I didn't get that note or, or, or they... They talked bad about me after I did it and blah, blah, blah. You know, love is from God. Love is from God. Okay. All right. You okay? You with me? You're not mad at me yet? I'm a little words, you know, like words of affirmation, so. I can't really see you, but you're loving me, right? All right, just, just checking. <laughs> so the way I see it, in every situation, I have a choice. So this isn't one of those things where, you know, I receive Jesus in my heart, and that's, it's done. Even That's true. But now, after you've made the choice, you have to make a choice in every situation. Am I going to forget who I am? Am I going to forget where I'm from? Am I going to forget whose I am? Was that Lion King? Don't forget who you are. Um, so in every situation, like say with my daughter, I ha- I was, I'm like, oh, where are you, God? Okay. And I have to make a choice to come down low. A little girl in that video, if you've seen that. I want everybody down low. I don't want it up high. I'm not judging you or anything, but just keep it down low, she says. If it gets up high, you'll have to look it up. It's adorable. Um, when you get up high, it's because you've taken, you, you're, you're depending on your own strength. You're, depend, it's, you're in control. You have to take care of things. So in every situation, I have to stop and I say, okay, where am I? What kingdom am I, am I depending on? Uh, your car breaks down and it makes you mad and you're mad and you start to oh, I 
had that money saved up for that vacation, and now I got to use it at the car, and rah, 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 rah. And you get offended. You're literally offended because the car broke down, and it's stealing your money for your vacation. That's over here. As soon as you take an offense, as soon as you judge the situation, as soon as you decide you're going to be the judge, you've stepped over into your own kingdom. Not the end of the world, but you are 100% correct in saying that it just took the money from your vacation and now you have to put it in your car. It's okay, but that's true. Over here, the car breaks down. Wow, I got money in my account for that. I wonder how God's going to provide for that vacation. Because he's going to. He wants to. The earth, say it, the earth is his and everything in it. You may not know it yet, but you're going to help me with my vacation, you know? Is it, I don't know how that, I don't know how he works those things out. But he does. He, he moves money around. He grows I don't know what he does. I, he does it with time. He does it with time. I mean, I was at the prayer house at Bethel one time, and, and the, um, an angel came and gave me this gift, and I opened it up, and I said, what is it? And she said, it's time. I'm like, oh, well, what, what am I supposed to do with that, and why? Well, because when your father died, my dad was 56 when he passed away. When your father died, you did not get offended that he left early. And he was stolen from you. And that time with him was stolen from you. But you didn't get offended. You saw as things finished with him. And what was stolen for you, I'm giving back to you as a gift. And I'm like, what? And so <laughs> at that moment, I'm like, I'm like, it's just mine. I'm the only one that has it. I'll just give it to people, you know. But what he was really saying to me was, after a while, and I started learning more, is the fact that I didn't get offended. I was, res I was in his kingdom in that. And because I received, I was in his world, I, there was nothing lost. Like, there's nothing lost in his kingdom. It's, it's kind of silly to think God loses things, huh? In his kingdom, things aren't lost. I just have to find it. <laughs> it's there. It's, where is it? You, you kind of start to, in his kingdom, it's not like I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. In his kingdom, it's where is it? I just got to find it. it. It exists. It's here. He says it's here. So where is it? Where am I going to get it from? And you, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're awake and your eyes are open and you see. And you see things that you didn't see before. You know, it's, it's just amazing. We have dreams. We have visions to go places and do things. And then we don't, we don't see the provision because we haven't stepped on the path to get there. In his kingdom, you step on the path to get there and the stuff is along the way. You don't need a storehouse to keep it. He's keeping it. All of creation is waiting for you to hit their part of the path so they can give you what you need to keep going. I don't know. It helps me. <laughs> I mean, I'm preaching to myself, man. It's like this stuff is helping me, and I just have to keep going there. So am I going to judge... Am I going to give up my right to judge? 
So I have to give up my right to judge that thing, that right to be offended, so that I can receive justice. Over here I get justice, I get enough money to go on vacation even though the car broke down. Doesn't matter, I'm gonna get justice. If I don't feel like I need to judge. Am I gonna worry and be afraid? Or am I gonna receive peace? Am I gonna be anxious? Or am I gonna be at rest? Am I gonna be bitter? You know, you can't be bitter and receive forgiveness. So am I going to be bitter or am I going to receive forgiveness so that I can have it to give away? Am I going to be angry or am I going to give up my right to be angry for much needed grace? I want grace. Am I going to operate from a place of lack or from a place of abundance? Am I going to be regretful or am I going to be thankful? Over here, I've given up regret and the idea that I have to remember and catalog and spend enough time and do enough. And over here, I just get to be thankful that you're in my world, that I get to look at you. I mean, I've learned that just sitting and looking at people, you know, it's like, wow, I'm just so thankful for you right now. So beautiful that you're sitting in front of me. You know, it's just, I just, I'm just, so I get to be thankful. It's hard to be thankful over there. You don't have time. You're not single-minded enough to be thankful. You it's just hard. Over here, I get to be thankful. I like this scripture, 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us all love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves has been born. Has been, how's it go, John? Has been born of God? I typed it wrong. Everyone, I, anyway, the idea was, if I love, I'm acting like a son. <laughs> that's the point. And so that's over here. When I'm, you know, when I'm loving with his love, it's not going to run out. I don't have to worry about, you know, who's, who, need, who deserves it and who doesn't. Then I'm acting like a son. I want to be a son. Born as someone who makes you his child. You love because he first loved. You're acting like his kids when you love. Yay! Over here, do you cease to be a son? No. I just... <laughs> just doing a lot of stuff you don't need to do. It's really sad. Okay. So I wanted a way to tie it up. And um, Okay, so he gave me a scripture because I was, we had actually, um, this happened the first time I taught this. They were doing um, a song from Revelation, and it was talking about laying down crowns, Revelation 4.10, where it talks about the elders laying down their crowns before him. And I'm like, what does that mean, Lord? And he's like, well, I'm just, he's, he's taking something. Do you know that God takes scripture out of context? <laughs> he does. So anyway, he took that scripture out of context to speak to me. God is going to speak to you in a language you understand. Okay? He just is. He's not going to say, okay, I need you to do this and this and this so you understand. No, he's just going to talk to you in a way that you understand. And so he talked to me in a way I understand. First he gave it to me in a song, and then he gave me the scripture. And over here, because I'm the king, I have a crown. 
right? And I get to make the choice over and over again to take off my crown and put it at his feet and let him be king. So many times I've done this, and then I'm like, ah, how'd that crown get back on my head? Ah, I promised I wasn't going to wear that thing again. And I have to take it off again, and I've laid it at his feet. <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. So over in Medum, I'm the king, and I'm large and in charge. And I have a crown. And all that it comes with. And you get to have courage and take off that crown and lay it at his feet. And be a son and recognize the fact. God said, Jesus didn't say that you cease being who you are. He says you forgot where you were from. It didn't, doesn't change the fact that you are who you are, but you forget. That's the biggest thing is remembering. Remembering who you are. Remembering where you're from. Remembering who's your daddy. It doesn't change God. I love that. I love, I love, I love, I love that he keeps working at it. Even when I forget. Um... Another, what time is it? Oh, I'm done. Okay, so I'm going to, never mind. All right, so everybody stand up. You guys have been great. I told Karen, I won't, I won't have enough to go the whole time. I lied. Okay, so we're going to do, we're going to activate this. And this is just like the first time you get to do it, right? I'm just going to walk you through the first time because you're going to do it again and again. You're just going to make this choice over and over again in your life, right? Right? All right. So just start off. Thank you, Papa, for your kingdom. Thank you that I am made in your image. Thank you that you are not like me. I choose today, I choose today to, step to step out of medium and into your kingdom. I lay down my crown at your feet and recognize you as king. I give up my right, up my right to judge, to judge. in exchange for your, for your justice. Just let that sit there for just a minute. Papa may be giving you some times, your memories or incidences, even now that aren't resolved, where you need justice. I give up my right to judge. Say it again. I give up my right to judge. In exchange, In exchange for your justice. I receive, I receive your protection, your protection provision, provision, and I am glad, I am glad to, be to be called your son. I hand you my fear, hand you my fear 
in exchange for your peace. I give up my anxiousness in exchange for your rest. I lay down my bitterness so that I can experience your forgiveness. I give up my right to be angry and receive your grace. I recognize on my own, I have limits. But with you, there's nothing I can't do. I'm done with regret. And I'm going to see all that there is for me. I'm going to watch out for abundance. And I'm going to be thankful. Holy Spirit, Spirit, I give you permission permission to help me know know when I've stepped out of your kingdom kingdom and into my own. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more information on this or other resources, please go to newhopecom.org.